Hey guys, welcome to the Be Different Podcast. We are your hosts, Brian and Shayla. We are inviting you into our living room to have real conversations about people being different. So come hang out with us. We will talk about real life, everyday stuff, things like marriage, parenting, and why doing life together is always the best option. We'll talk about the good times, the stressful times, and the times that you might feel like giving up. You can learn more about our story at anguishhearts.com. Don't forget to connect with us on social media and welcome to our community. Grab your popcorn and brownies and join us each week. Hey, what's up? Welcome to the podcast. We are your host. I'm Brian. And I'm Shayla. Hello, Shayla. How are you, Bri? I'm great. How are you? Another week. Another week. Another week. Hey, you know what we forgot to do last week? Mm, what do we do? We forgot to talk about the air fryer. Oh. <laughs> the air fryer. The Mother's Day gift. The Mother's Day gift. So if you have been with us before, welcome back. If this is your first time, these are things we talk about. Air fryers. Yeah. Two weeks ago. We talked about an air fryer as a Mother's Day gift. We'll get there in a moment, but we forgot to talk about it last week. We promised we would. So remind me that we'll get back to that. Okay. We remind, remind me? I will. I will. All right. Thank you so much for checking out our podcast. We are husband and wife, been married for 22 years almost, and we are inviting you into our living room to have real conversations about people being different. Over the past six weeks, we were in a series, Shayla, in regard to protecting your marriage, guarding your marriage, putting boundaries around your marriage. That was the first time we did a series. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. We had a lot of feedback. Yeah. A lot of positive feedback. Actually, we received a direct message this week on Instagram about boundaries around things you watch on TV mm. or on things that you stream. I thought that was great. We didn't even talk about that, yeah. but it was a husband and he made the comment that uh, throughout COVID, Things that I'm watching in regard to the news, politics, things his wife is watching, they don't, they're not on the same page. Mm. And so it's caused friction mm -hmm. with masks and vaccinations and political parties. And so uh, I, that's a great point. Like, yeah. Because if you are not watching things together, then you definitely build your own opinion of things. Yeah. And if you're not talking about it, then there can, there, a wedge can be formed uh, between you and your spouse. So uh, lots of great content over the last six weeks. We talked about. What are boundaries? We talked about why should we put boundaries within our marriage. We talked about boundaries from extended family and friendships, behaviors, the opposite sex. We just, we covered it all. Yeah. You know, I thought about this. We, we cover, cover all of those things within an hour of a marriage we can experience or hour and a half. Uh, we cover all, the, all of those things within a two hour conversation with marriage mentoring. And we went, we went through like, I don't know, six hours or something or like five hours. It was, it was crazy. It was fun, but it was fun. It was it, fun. A lot of good content. And it was, it, I think it was good for, for us to like review it. Right. You know, you said we've been married for 22 years and we, we talk about this. We, you know, we practice putting boundaries within our marriage, but you know, one thing that I enjoyed, Bray, is over the last six weeks of doing that, it helped refresh. Yeah. You know, it was a refresher for us and, you know, a reminder, a great reminder to never let your guard down. Yeah. Another comment that we received uh, from some friends of ours, they said, hey, great content. It, it reminded us of a time in our marriage where we struggled, mm. but it also reminded us of how far we've come. Yeah. And it was a great refresher. Like you just said, a great refresher of like, hey, let's not let our guard down because it's really easy to go, hey, things are well. We're guarding our marriage. We're really aware of the opposite sex or we're aware of what we're watching on TV. We're aware of what we're scrolling through on our phones. But all it takes is one slip up. Like we talked about that Lego the story. Lego story, yeah. If you didn't listen, you got to go back <laughs> and check out the Lego story. But we talked about, you know, one misstep can lead to a disaster. And 
and nobody on their wedding day ever they, they never think hey i i love you till death do us part but in five years i'm gonna get addicted to porn and start looking at porn on my phone or in 10 years, I'm going to have an affair with my coworker. Or in 15 years, I'm going to put my work in front of our marriage. Like nobody thinks about that on their married, on their wedding day. Yeah. But what happens, life life happens and things get in the way and, and we let our guard down. And then all of a sudden these boundaries, they become very minimal and things happen. Mm-hmm. So it was great. It was a great refresher. And hopefully you you love the content. Uh, let us know if you want more series coming up. And uh, maybe we'll do that. And again. topics, right? Yeah. I mean, we're always open for, you know, suggestions on topics. Um, I, again, our, our podcast is what you're going to get is the us, right? The the pulled back curtains of, of just conversations that Brian and I have about different topics, different issues. Um, it might be marriage. It might be parenting. It might be... Um, cooking might be air fryers <laughs> you know it might be all of these fun things but um life can sometimes feel a little overwhelming but man if you can do it with your spouse and mm-hmm. you you love it you do it together you do it well together that's when you enjoy your marriage that's when um you grow closer as a husband and wife and that's where you're you're modeling for your kids what a healthy marriage looks like and really what we, we are trying to do is just encourage you as a listener, um, maybe you're going through stuff and, and if we could say something, hey, we've been through this or we're going through this, then you, we can, you can relate to our story and it helps you understand that, hey, there's, there's light at the end of the tunnel. Um, somebody else has gone through this before. So we're, like you said, Shayla, we're just inviting people into the living room, yeah, having those conversations to help you along in your journey and your story. Uh, back to the air fryer. So two weeks ago, roughly just over two weeks ago was Mother's Day. And we surprised you with a gift, mm-hmm. an air fryer, because every mom needs an air fryer. Yes. <laughs> I guess. I, I, I mean, I have been told it makes life easier. We also joked about, well, the reality of when we buy things, I often take things back. Yes. I'm A, a researcher to, I'll spend hours upon hours researching, and then I'm still not confident when I purchase that when you buy item. It. Yeah. And then even after I purchase, it's like, I don't throw the receipt away. Oh, never. Well, and I love the fact that most places now, hey, just, we can look up your receipt by your credit card. I'm like, that's <laughs> perfect. My receipts are so old, they're faded. I don't even have <laughs> ink on the receipts anymore. But we got you an air fryer mm-hmm. because we, well, a couple of reasons. Our kids love using the air fryer at your parents' house. Yeah. Like your dad is like the air fryer king. Mm-hmm. If he's listening, like, you know, go get him. I mean, he, he gets a trophy. He does. I mean, everything my dad makes in the air fryer is... It is magical, at least to our eight-year-old son. Yeah. And he, he tries lots of things in the air fryer. Mm-hmm. Bacon, chicken, mozzarella sticks, pickles. Fried pickles. Fried pickles. So we decided to get an air fryer, and I thought we got the same one. I, we still not, we're still not quite sure. And we joked that I probably was going to take it back. Uh, on the podcast you said said, and we'll let you know we'll give you an update the week after we bought an air fryer but we'll probably take it back what did we do we took it back we took it back why because i wasn't sure it's the one we needed or wanted but but we bought a different one But we bought a different one why because it it was was bigger bigger. (laughs) but (laughs) because everybody needs a bigger air fryer it It takes up more space correct but it was the same price which is which bothers me. Like more bang for your buck, right? Sam's and Walmart are the same thing, but yet no, they're not. Well, yes, in a in a, in a sense, they are. Yeah. 
and the one we bought originally was from Walmart, and the one we bought the second time was from Sam. Same price, but just bigger. <laughs> more bells and whistles. <laughs> we can do a rotisserie chicken in it. A baby chicken. This, <laughs> a Cornish tin. <laughs> this thing is not, it's not big enough to do. The picture on the box, though, Bryce, shows this, like, amazing rotisserie chicken. But I saw what happened to the 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 grease catcher <laughs> when we did some chicken wings. I can't imagine throwing a full raw chicken in there for three hours. It would just be... For three hours? I don't know how long it goes. Well, I guess air fryers happen in three minutes. I don't know what happens. I don't know. Well, no, don't, that's an Instapot, which don't, we don't, don't have. We don't have. It, we are going <laughs> off the rails here. But here's the thing. We talked about that our our pantry top shelf is full of a quesadilla maker and a crepe maker and an ice cream machine. A panini maker. A pan, a, and a, a, one of those triangle sandwich makers and two crock pots and a bread maker. And then uh, now an air fryer. A slicer. What are the slicers called? Um, uh, a mandolin. You said that's worth it. You said that's, you got, you yeah. said that's good. I mean, everybody's got to cut their finger on one of those. We have so many gadgets and I'm sure most of you do too. This is another gadget, but we've used it twice. So the one we bought, it has three... La- three shelves, three yeah. layers, three racks. So far, so good. I, I'm still not convinced it's easier than the oven. I, I, the only thing I do know is that it makes chicken wings way better than in the oven. Yeah, for so sure. So if we only use it for, for, for chicken wings, I'm good with that. But here's the thing. Most things you throw in there are not healthy. It's, everything's fried. <laughs> Mozzarella sticks, fried pickles. It's like, that's, I don't know. All right. We're done, but we but we've it, used it. We can't take it, it back. We, we cannot take it back. And I we, and we recycled the box. We that is the yeah that is the. Final. So our final purchase was an air fryer from Sam's Club that can do a rotisserie like chicken. Extra large, <laughs> pro edition, three racks. I don't know. They stole our money. What? Yeah, well, maybe we'll talk about it every once in a while. But that's it. There's your update. <laughs> For those of you that wondered. About the air fryer. There is the update. And for those of you that are already hitting the stop button because you're like, I thought I was hopping on a marriage podcast and you guys are talking about air fryers. It's part of marriage. Yeah. So hang in there. There might be some good content today. Hopefully. We are on season three. If you are new to the podcast and you're still with us after that whole air fryer story, go back and listen to season one, season two. We do 12 episodes in each season. So we, we did 12 the first season, 12 the second season. We did our story at the end of season one. That's going to give you a great snapshot of who we are why we do what we do. We are, like Shayla, we talked about this, husband and wife, but we have a ministry called Anguish Hearts. We don't talk about that a lot. I mean, mm. our, our ministry is, our Be Different podcast is, is under Anguish Hearts. We don't really talk about that very much, but um, that is where all of this began. And, you know, hopefully we can get back out on the road and do some marriage events this week. This this week, Hopefully not this week. It would be hard. This is the last week of school. This year. <laughs> I don't have margins on my calendar this week. You don't want to do a marriage event this weekend? I mean, I would. I would, but... You would Memorial Day weekend. Let's just go let's do... Just, let's, let's, if, if you let's, are a church and you need us to come <laughs> speak to your people this weekend, we are available. Shayla just said it. Because we have a track meet on Monday, not Saturday. So our Saturday is wide open. Yeah. I mean... Wouldn't that be insane if we got a call this week or an email and said, Hey, heard you on the podcast. We are looking to a marriage event this weekend. We have 300 people ready to go. We just need a speaker. And and we would talk about margin. And we'd figure out how, we're, how are we going to get these books created <laughs> within two days. We would do it. We would do it. Yes, for sure we would do it. Uh, remember that one time we had a marriage event at a lake house that we used, that we have we still have access to. It's just it, COVID. I don't know if it's like safe now to do that. Probably would be. But remember that time when I was we were having issues with, yeah, the, the books? 
in the presentation. No, always. There's and, always something that happens. And I, I don't think I slept. Uh, no. <laughs> Pulled an all-nighter to get ready for the marriage event. Yeah. And it was great. Nobody even knew. I did. Except for you. <laughs> you drove to the marriage <laughs> event so I could finish it on the way after staying up all night. Uh, all right. Real life. We're real pulling life. back the curtain. Pulling back the curtain. So if you were at that marriage event that one year and you wondered, man, Brian looks really sleepy. I was. But I, I did it just for, for you, for the attendee. All right. Shayla, we talked about, uh, we, we, well, we've talked about this before that we need to do a podcast on today's topic. And so today we are doing, we're going to talk about family culture and how do you create family culture and, and what is family culture? We talk a lot about culture within a church. Uh, people, we don't personally, but people talk about culture within a church, culture within a team at work, culture within organization. But what about the family culture? Mm. I think it over. I think it gets overlooked. Yeah. And I don't think it's one of those things that you think about. At least we didn't think about it prior to having kids. Like, hey, what do you, what do we want our culture to be someday? Did we? No. Did we never? <laughs> even when we were changing diapers, we weren't like, hey, in three or four years, what do you want our culture to be? I think it just your the culture happens, and then you have a choice. You either can begin to mold it, or you just you just watch it develop and form, and then sometimes it gets too late to change it. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's ever too late to change it, but sometimes you can watch it for too long and it's really difficult to change it. Yeah. 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 I would agree, Brian. Like I'm thinking back to those, those earlier years in parenting, you know, the, the culture, you know, thinking back when you said, did we, did we have a culture when we were changing diapers? It was called survival mode. Yeah. That was the culture. and, And I think that, um, I think the culture changes as kids get older Um, and I think we're not there yet, but I even think the culture is going to change when our kids are graduated and out of the house. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, but I think we, it's a great point. A lot of people's culture is changing right now, but I graduation, this app has happened and it's like, you know, wow, things are drastically changing. Yeah. But I think the foundation of the culture has to stay the same. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, what is your foundation for your family look like? What, what do you want to model for your kids? What do you want your kids to take and, and implement into their marriage as part of their family culture? I love that. And, you know, Brian, you and I've talked about like our childhood and what culture, family culture, do we bring in to our marriage and good, bad, and ugly, right? Mm-hmm. And then how do we tweak that to be our family culture? Yeah, you make make some really good points there. A, a lot of people have a unhealthy culture growing up. Let's just let's just be honest, right? Uh, very rarely do you hear had a great life, great childhood, everything was perfect. You hear it sometimes, um, but when you get around those people. You start to dig into that a little bit and you're like, ah, that's why you had that growing up yep. because your parents were on the same page. I, I think about our friend Nate, mm. uh, that, that we've been friends with for 12, 13 years now. We don't get to see Nate and his wife as much as we used to. But, but one thing I loved always from, from learning from Nate was he would share what his childhood was like. And, and he would always, you know, that we were in a, a life group with them and, and, he, and he would say things like, Hey, I didn't have that huge catastrophic event growing up. But I think that's okay. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. But he said what I did have was beautiful. I had two parents that were on the same page. They loved Jesus. They poured into to the, my, myself and my brother. And they created a culture and an environment that I wanted to 
not only be a part of, but my, the, my friends wanted to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. So they would talk about like, Hey, my parents created a culture to where on Friday and Saturday nights, everybody came to our house. I love that. Yeah, I mean, and he, you know, when they're teenagers, he was talking about the refrigerator was always stocked full of, you know, pop and candy and, you know, popcorn and basement and they, full of uh, ping pong and, and pool table and just stuff that kids wanted to hang out. Yeah, where they wanted to hang out. And and his mom and dad said, I wanted to create a, a space, an environment, that we, meaning his parents, knew where you were. Right. It wasn't a controlling thing, but I remember him saying, my parents created this space where my friends wanted to come over because they would rather my, myself and my friends be at our house than going out and getting trouble, getting into trouble. And I thought that's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. You know, why not create a family culture that your kids as friends see that they want and that they want to come over. And, and, and I, I mean, I think about. Nate would also say that his parents were yes parents. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking, I'm in this stage of telling my kids, no, (laughs) no, 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 no. And I remember he said, my parents would always say, yes. The answer is yes, Nate, but does it have any consequences? Does this yes have any consequences? Let's just use, for example, I don't know if this is what happened, but Nate would say, hey, mom and dad in high school, I'm going to go to a, a party where there's going to be alcohol. Can I go? His parents would reluctantly say yes. Because if they said no, yeah, the kids were probably going to try to go anyway. Go anyways. Right? And, and they would say, but are there any consequences? And Nate would say yes. And so they would let him kind of chew on that for a while. And he, he would make the right decision, right? And, and I loved, too, how his relationship with his parents was completely open. You know, I'm sure... Nate, if you're listening, I'm sure that there were things that Nate did that his parents didn't know about, but that family created an environment, a culture where their two sons knew it was a safe place, a a place where they could come with questions, a place where they could come with problems, um, a place where they could come with, you know, joy Mm -hmm. and excitement and share and knew that their family culture, a mom, a dad, and two brothers that they, they knew it was going to be okay. No matter what, what the situation was. We should just have Nate on the podcast. We should. That would have been (laughs) been way better to have him talk about his culture growing up. But that was one that stuck, really stuck my mind early in our parenting. Now we, we had different cultures growing up. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not going to get into that today. It, it's, it's super long, um, broken family on my side, uh, biological father out at five, stepdad in for 10 years and he was out. So it, it wasn't a normal culture. When I say normal, it wasn't the culture that we have now. Yeah. Uh, church was sometimes, but it wasn't a foundation of our family. There, there were not conversations around what does it mean to follow Jesus? There were not conversations around, uh, what does it mean to be involved in the local church? It was just one of those things like we kind of went sometimes if things were kind of okay with my mom and stepdad. Like it was just, it was just weird. It wasn't, it, it just wasn't what we have now. Yeah. Your culture, a little bit different. Mom and dad still, still married, been married. I don't know. 54 years. Five years. Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, you're the youngest of four. You kind of just got thrown in the vehicle to make sure Shayla goes to goes with us to town <laughs> right you grew up on a farm like hey did we did remember the youngest one yes she's still here somewhere that's the last kid problem it is but you I mean it was it, it was a healthy culture absolutely but we did talk about recently we were at a track meet 
and because your your mom help me with timing but your mom went back to school i think when you were in kindergarten mm-hmm. or somewhere in there mm-hmm. and then she was a teacher mm-hmm. and your dad was a farmer mm-hmm. so springtime was very busy with with farming stuff and, and our daughter had a track meet and you made the comment i don't think my parents ever went to a track meet yeah like i don't up. remember that so mom and dad like this isn't a big scar if you're listening like <laughs> if you're still listening dad after the air fryer thing like i'm not we're not saying hey shame on you it's just the fact yeah like, you didn't have parents that were super involved in your sports yeah you live 30 miles from town. It wasn't, it just wasn't always easy. But they were there for my basketball games. And okay. Just not games. track. Just not just track. Because it was a busy season. I yeah. mean, it, it was one of those things that as, you know, our daughter was running, I'm like, you know, I really don't, I don't, I don't remember. And, you know, maybe they were, but you know, I, I know that springtime is busy for, for my dad and it was planting and, yeah. you know, and all of that. But, but again, you didn't a, want to go hang out a track me for a, five hours, a culture that, you know, it was a healthy culture growing up. I mean, I, my parents never fought. Yeah. Um, I never saw them fight. Um, nobody screamed at each other. I mean, our siblings, we, we fought growing up. I mean, that's, that's your typical, you know, siblings, but, but it was all wrapped around love. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, but we didn't take that coming into our marriage. No, we didn't, we didn't say, Hey, what did you have? What was your culture? Like, what was my culture? Like, you just don't talk about culture and family. So that's what we're talking about today. It's a long, is that a long introduction? Like no, but 20 I think minutes in, but we wanted to let not only is it an intro, it's, it's kind of our topic, the topic you know? Right. Right. So when, when you think about culture, let's talk about, let's talk about what we have done to be very intentional in, in your, if you're listening, we want you, well, I hope you're listening. You're, you're still, you're still with us. We want you to put yourself into our story wherever that fits. And then we want to share some things that we can help you with your culture and your, and your story and your family. Uh, we had a great example on Saturday. We were heading to a track meet. We had to stop in the middle. We had to stop on the road just a quarter mile from the, from the high school because there were some geese walking across the road. Mm-hmm. You used that story in a conversation we had with our daughter yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're going through some things right now with you know, she's 12. Um, she's wonderful. We're just navigating some things on, uh, responsibility, time, uh, just time management, time just, management, yeah, yeah, just, just stuff, a preteen stuff, not nothing wrong at all. More, more of guidance, right? Yeah, like right. helping her keep on the right, right path, the right okay, track. So explain how you use the story of the geese in that conversation with our daughter. Well, so, you know, the geese are starting to, to walk across the road. And of course I reach over and, you know, I, I give the friendly beep beep for them to, you know, scoot on along. And, uh, and I notice quickly that there are four adults with, I don't know, 12, 15, 20, lots, a gaggle of geese, whatever they are, lots of, of babies. And both sets of parents, now that we knew what was going on, they gathered their little kids and they guided them across the road and they went in different directions, but mom and a dad grabbed their babies and went one way and the other mom and dad grabbed their babies and went the other way And, and they guided and they protected as we patiently waited them, awaited for them to walk across the street. Correct. And one of the adults can't really tell mom or dad Canadian geese look the same if you're a Canadian goose expert you probably can tell I can't (laughs) one of the adults made sure that it was between us and the babies Mm -hmm. and I don't know if it was originally but once it heard that beep there was there was a danger in the area it made sure it put itself 
in the way of, of danger before, before the babies. And, and you shared that, you use that example with Addison when she, you're like, you're like, do you understand what we're talking about? And she's like, ah, yeah, kind of. And then you said, Hey, do you remember the geese? Oh yeah. I was like, where are we going with this? I was like, yeah, but you know, I was like, Addie, when we were talking about, you know, time management and, and kind of staying on the right path in life, like what, what we, the little small issue that we're dealing with right now, it's going to be bigger when you graduate high school because mom and dad aren't going to be there to guide you. And so we're helping you lay the foundation to making, you know, good choices now so that someday when you're at a job, you're going to remember, you know, back when you were 12 and mom and dad are walking alongside of you and and guiding you. And she kind of was like, oh, I get it. And, and I think too, we want to create this culture as our kids are growing up that they know we're beside them. Mm -hmm. We're not in front of them pulling. We're, we're navigating and, and keeping them on the right path. And when when kids are younger, it's, it looks way different than what the season we're in right now. Mm-hmm. I love how you said we're, our, our role should be guiding and not pulling. I think sometimes we, pu- we push. We push. We yeah. try to push. And there's a time to pull and there's a time to push. But I love that we need to guide because at the end of the day, you can't push your child into doing something that they don't want to do or they're not going to put their heart into find something for them. And then that's when you guide them. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where we're at. You know, she runs track and cross country and Hey, if you don't want to do this, that's okay. Just let us know. But if you do want to do this, we're going to guide, mm-hmm. we're going to guide you with your time management. We're going to guide you with your workouts. We're going to guide you with your schoolwork. Cause like you said, in seven years, when the coach says, Hey, we have practices at three thirty, and nobody's there to make sure that you get up from your nap or that you got your homework done and you have a paper due tomorrow. Like you're on your own sister. Yeah. Like, Sorry about you. Yeah. <laughs> and so we are, we're guiding. We had a, a good friend a few years ago share this with us. And Corey said, we are every day. We are, we are modeling for our daughter and preparing her for when she graduates high school. And she just graduated yesterday. Okay. Yesterday. And, I, and that was probably four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, probably 2016. And I just remember that it just stuck with me because at the time, you know, she was 13 years old and he's like, we realize that we have five years left with our daughter before she leaves. And every day we're preparing her to be an adult in the real world. And again, that's that guiding. Mm-hmm. It's that culture. And, and one thing that we have been very intentional about is creating a culture to where, Hey, we are on the same team. We talked about this in season one with same, same name, same team in that episode. So make sure you go back and listen, talking about that within our marriage, have it, Hey, we've got the same name on the back of our Jersey. We're on the same team, but it also goes into a family Mm -hmm. that we have to know we're on the same team. And and we talk a lot about this with our kids. If, if they're fighting Addison's 12, Kaysen's eight, he'll be nine in a couple weeks. They fight like, like siblings do, but they also get along really, really well. But if they are nagging back and forth and, and picking on each other, we'll just stop them. Hey, listen, life is very short. Your sister has six years left here at home and you're going to be on your own or vice versa, right? In six years out of, you're going to be off in college and you're not going to have Kaysen around every day. And, and, and we remind them that it is so short that we have to, why why would we waste time, waste time fighting? Yeah. And it almost goes back to, you know, we talked about 
do we fight in our marriage? And we always say like, we don't have time to fight. Kind of the same thing. Like, hey, you don't have time to fight as siblings because your time is so short. Yeah. And friends are going to come and go. You're going to have different friends in, in elementary school, middle school, high school. You'll have different friends in college. Your lifelong friends probably will be your college friends, more than likely. I said, but your brother or your sister, you're always going to be siblings. Yep. So we need to figure this out that you guys are on the same team. You got the same name on the back of your jersey. And you need to fight for each other. And I, I love that mindset because they're going to take that into the marriage someday. And that same strategy of like, hey, we're in this together. And it's just something we've instilled with our kids. Yeah. You know, Brian, recently we had um, somebody point out to us, I just love how you guys do life together. And, you know, digging into that a little bit more, you know, she said, you guys do everything together as a family. And, and we do, you know, we make sure that Addie's track meets, Kaysen's there. Kaysen's baseball games, Addie's there. And, and it's not, we're forcing them. They want to, Mm -hmm. you know? And again, because we have created this environment that like, Hey, it's the four of us against the world. You know, we talked about, you know, it's the two in the marriage against the world. You can have that same model for your family. And it doesn't mean your family's better than the neighbors, the Joneses, whoever it is. It just means that you are creating a culture that your family loves and desires the time that they spend together. And again, I think part of creating a culture in your family is how are you creating that time? Is it quality time or is it just kind of like, oh, yep, we're, you know, coming together at the dinner table and everybody's, you know, eating their food. Nobody's talking, um, you know we love there's no tv there's mm-hmm. no tv when we grew when we, when we grew up when we grew up at our first in our in our marriage i mean we did grow up together um but brian when we first got married we had tv trays that's that's on the couch yeah, we didn't like eat, we didn't eat at a table no ever but what we have created now with our family we changed the culture we changed that and mm-hmm. we said no family time is quality time. And we sit around the table and we'll ask questions like, Hey, Kason, what was the best part about your day? And, you know, then he'll have a, a time and a space to answer that. Same question goes to Addie. What's the, you know, what was the worst thing about your day? And again, if you are listening and you're thinking, how do I cr- start to create, a, you know, family culture? It starts by asking simple questions. Yeah, be very intentional. Be, and being very intentional. The TV turns off. Now, when the Royals play, yeah, but we'll, it, but we'll it's bend not, that rule a little bit. But it's not every night. It, no. It's, uh, I would say it's not even once a week that we're watching no. TV. Uh, once every two weeks, once a month. Like it's. I'm just saying when our Royals play. Yeah, we, we love our Royals. We love our Royals. We do love our Royals. Um, but, but, you know, we are, we are intentional. And... You know, if you're listening and you're like, you have no clue how our family yeah, is. I've got three teenagers here and everybody hates each other. And yep. we can barely even, you know, I can barely throw a, che- a, a mozzarella stick at them <laughs> as they walk by out of the air fryer. <laughs> oh, we get it. We get it. We get it. And But but please don't don't take the mindset of, oh, it's easy for you, Brian and Shayla, because you have you have easy kids and they get along and, because we created that. Mm-hmm. Like, And if you have tension in your family you can get out of that, get out of that rut, get out of that cycle, but you have to be very intentional. And we talked about this with a team meeting between husband and wife. You need a team meeting as a family. That's another great, great thing to introduce into your family culture is, is really what are you doing to create the culture? You have to be intentional, but, but let's make sure we're on the same page. And if you have kids, teenage kids, 
uh, junior high kids and it's, you feel like it's, it, you can't change it, get on the same page. Yep. And if you've got young kids, start, start. now. Well, and again, I'm thinking about, you know, if you have three teenagers and you're like, Brian and Shaylee, you have no clue how, how hard this is, you know, start small, you know, and, and teenagers are going to push back anyways, but that first dinner that maybe you're eating together and you ask a simple question of, Hey, how was your day or what was, you know, not how, not an open-ended question, but what was the best thing that happened today? And they answer that. Again, it's starting to create mm-hmm. that culture. They long for that. And they do. That generation longs for it. I mean, the, that generation, they, they're, they're lost in their phones. They're yeah. lost they in... Do any, and you might think, well, they just want to be on their phone. In reality, they want to do anything but their phone. Yeah. Like, the phone is an escape for them. It's numbing whatever they're yeah. missing. And, and if you can... Um, I'm looking at the cup of questions uh, that we have when we have guests on the show. But even if you if you made up 10 to 15 questions and put them in a cup and just, you know, draw a question out of the hat mm-hmm. once a week, once every two or three days, they're going to start to long for that. Hey, can we do a question tonight? Can we do a question tonight? Because again, you're creating a habit and, a, and creating a routine that they long for. Yeah. If your life is so hectic, guess what? If you can create a little bit of routine, they are going to crave that. Well, and I think too, Brian, you, you just said, if your life is so hectic, sometimes that's a, a gut and reality check, right? If you're longing for a family culture that's healthy and thriving and your kids aren't fighting and your kids don't hate you and you don't hate your kids, what is going on? You know, if, if, if you are, you know, working your fingers to the bones and you're missing out on your kids growing up, reality check, maybe look for a different job. Yeah. Maybe cut back on your hours. Maybe keep your job, but say, hey, I have to be home at five o'clock every night because from five to 10 o'clock, that is my family time. And that's a non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. And I know you're, you know, some of you might be listening and saying, well, you have no clue. You know, we have split schedules. My husband works nights and I work days or I work, you know, nights and my husband. Right. Or I know. travel and uh, yeah. you're right. We don't know your story. But, but start somewhere. And make a change if you have to. Be intentional. Yeah. Uh, Shayla, we talk a lot about uh, how important it is to name your culture, mm. right? To mm-hmm. put, a, put a label on it, to make sure, um, you know, you think about a sports team. A lot of times the most successful sports teams have a, uh, a theme, uh, a mantra, uh, uh, a rally cry, right? They, to get them all on the same page. And, and we have adopted that into our family. And it just kind of happened organically. I, I don't think we ever really thought about it like, hey, what, it just happened. Do you agree? Yeah. And what the, the, the theme behind our family is family on mission. And that's a pretty broad statement. But uh, we have been part of some major uh, world-changing events over the past four or five years with World Vision and our daughter. Uh, it's a whole long story. We'll get into it another time. Uh, long story short, our daughter met a little girl from Kenya in 2016. Her name is Marine. Uh, they were seven and nine years old at the time. They became the best of friends, which I know is absurd to even think about, but it happened over three days. And from that really small friendship that began has now grown into $160,000 raised for World Vision for clean water. Uh, we were on the Steve Harvey show twice. We've been to Kenya to visit Marine and her family in Marine's village. Like it has just grown way bigger than we ever would have imagined. 
And all, at the time, all it was was a little seven-year-old girl hearing a story that there are girls and boys her age dying in Africa because, because they don't have clean water. And she said, this isn't right. And we said, we will rally behind you and get behind you and help you with this, with this goal or this mission. And that kind of became our, just our battle cry for our family. We're a family on mission. Then, and you, you tie that with, with anguished hearts and the way that we are pouring into marriages and other families and, and other people and, and helping people battle addictions and, and recover from uh, catastrophic events within their marriage. Like we are a family on mission for others mm-hmm. and our kids know that. And they have that mentality of like, Hey, we are in this together. And I think it's so important to name that culture. Yeah. I think that's a great point, Brian. And, and we also, you know, for our family, we have, um, kind of this motto that, that don't miss the moment. And, you know, maybe that is your family culture that you can just don't miss the moment with your kids right Mm -hmm. now. You know, whatever stage you're in, we have some great friends. They are in a very hard stage with three young kids. And, you know, I I could never look at the mom right now and say, but don't miss the moment because I know what she's going through. She's like, I'll leave all the moments and leave (laughs) for three days if I could. Yeah. But, but she will one day look back and think about all of the moments that she did not miss. You know, she's Mm -hmm. captured those, you know, on, on video or, you know, posted on social media. Like she's not missing those moments in those hard times. Mm -hmm. And I think that, when you can come up kind of with a, you know, a a family motto, right? Don't miss the moment and whatever we are doing, you know, whether it is cheering each other on at the kids sporting event, don't miss that moment. It it centers the kids really quick, doesn't it? Yeah. All we have to say is, Hey, don't miss the moment here. Yeah. Go back to our daughter. Oh, she has big dreams to run in the junior Olympics this year. Qualifying is four weeks away. And we told her, don't miss the moment. Like, don't wait four weeks to make changes with, with that time management we talked about and then go, well, I, I would have, if I, you know, I could have qualified if I would have done this. It's like, you are in the moment right now. Don't miss it. And and that's all we have to say is don't miss the moment. And they get it. Yeah. They get it because we talked about it enough. But, but as, as parents were, again, we're the mommy and daddy goose walking alongside of her. We're guiding and, and create that in your family. If you have teenagers, I would even say right now, if you even have adult kids, you know, it's not too late, you know, change the culture. If you do not like the culture your family is in and, you know, it starts with a healthy relationship with a husband and wife. If, if you don't have that foundation of, of a healthy marriage and, you know, modeling that for your kids start there because yeah, there's then, no way to have a, a family culture. If you don't have culture within your marriage. Yeah. And, and the family culture, it's not, well, I have a family, you know, my mom and dad are married, but you know, the, the, the family culture was just with my mom or just with my dad. Right. That's not creating that healthy family. Yeah. Family is everybody involved in your family. And and I think that, you know, when the whole family can rally around changing the culture, you know, and if your kids are old enough, sit down and have a meeting. Say, hey, yeah. guys. Let's, na- let's name let's, this. Let, yeah. Let's put it on the wall. Yeah. You know, let's let's say this is going to be our battle cry. This is you what buy, we, You have buy-in. Yeah. At that point. It, it's no different than culture at the workplace. Mm-hmm. We put so much effort into culture at the workplace because you want buy-in from your employees. Right? Yep. Hands down. If you are in retail, service industry, it doesn't matter. 
the blue collar industry, you need buy-in from your employees. It's the same thing. We need buy-in from our kids. Yeah. We need them to feel a part of it. Now, if you are listening and you are a, a divorced parent and you are a single parent and you're saying, oh, great, Brian Shayla, so great, so happy for you. You've got a great marriage. It's easy for you, husband and wife, mom and dad. We don't. I don't have that. I'm a single mom. You can still create a culture. Absolutely. Right? Don't miss the moment. You can still create that culture to where... And, and I would challenge you, if you are dating, make sure you're dating somebody that fits into that culture or that you can have those conversations. Because if you are compromising your dating relationship at the mercy of your children, and there's a there's a fine balance there. We don't. That's a whole probably different podcast topic. Yeah. But we just got to be really careful not to try to fit somebody into a culture you desire that that they don't have the same values, values mindset, beliefs. So. Uh, very difficult to do that, but you can create a culture in a single parent environment. Yeah, no doubt about it. You just—I think you have to work even harder because you are you are playing the role of two parents in that situation. And sometimes, if it's not healthy, uh, and we know that there's divorce situations where you know the exes are getting along and the kids, you know, wrote, go back and forth, and and it's probably you're you're creating the best best case possible for them. But a lot of times, that's very difficult for the kids to go back and forth. So. They might have one culture at your house and another culture at your ex's house and it's tough, but you, but you can, all you can control is your environment where you are at. So we would encourage you to make sure that you are doing all you can to create that culture uh, for your family and for your kids. Uh, the kids, when they get buy-in, Shayla, it's really, it is beautiful to watch them grow with that. And our desire, like you said before, is for them to take that into their relationship someday. And, and maybe they carry the family on mission or maybe they carry don't miss the moment into their relationship. Maybe they create their own culture and their own, their own phrase, right? Their mm-hmm. own motto. But we want them to have a foundation to look back on and say, hey, when I was growing up, we were a family on mission and this is what it looked like. Yeah. Because we want our kids to live with open hands of generosity and carry that because we always say generations can be impacted by the decisions we make today. Mm, so good. So good. All right. Well, let's uh, let's wrap up. We're not going to go into part two of culture, but we just we really felt it was important to talk about this today. Uh, we know a lot of listeners out there have young kids, uh, kids that are still in the home, and uh, culture is such a very important part of that healthy family environment. Yeah. And so we just want to share some of our experience and expertise with you, and uh, definitely hopefully challenge you today and encourage you in your own story. And uh, I'd love to have Nate on the Nate and his wife on the on the podcast someday. That that'd be really good. I always looked up to them so much. Yeah. They were so wise. Yeah. They had, they, they have a, a, a son who's a little bit older than, than Addison. So it was like, they were further along in the journey. It's always looked towards them. Yeah. It was good. Uh, so that's important too. We talk about that. Find a couple that have kids that are a little bit further along in the journey and learn from them and then use your experience to teach somebody that's behind you on the journey. All right, there we go. We're going to wrap up for today. If you have any questions, concerns, um, comments, please let us know. You can email us at info at anguishhearts.com. You can always direct message us on Instagram or Facebook. We respond to those messages very quickly. Um, if you would like to navigate, uh, you know, what does this look like? Partner with us. We'll, we go through, we have marriage mentoring that we would love to partner with you and, and go on a seven-week journey to, to help navigate your marriage or, or parenting, uh, whatever you need to go through. Uh, we would love to do that with you. And again, if you're a church out there and need a, need a marriage event this weekend, we're ready. Shayla <laughs> says we're open. We're available. In all seriousness, uh, we are looking to book events this year. So if you're looking to do a marriage event, maybe this summer or in the fall, uh, contact us. We'd love to talk through that and, and see what that looks like and, 
can you I just can't wait to do an in-person marriage know, event again finally. it's gonna be awesome yes so we're gonna wear a mask no <laughs> gosh I said it I was gonna I'm gonna talk about COVID it. today you said it. all right hey if this encouraged you today be sure to like it um, be sure to hit subscribe be sure to uh, leave that five-star rating leave that review we keep asking but it is so important so leave that rating leave that review for us we would greatly greatly appreciate it share the podcast with all your friends and family uh, keep helping us grow this thing uh, we can't do this out without you thank you so much for coming back Shayla it's fun fun to hang out it's fun I love talking about family culture yeah. I mean it's just it's something that that is important to us and I, I hope for the listener that that it is something that's important for you and this podcast encouraged you yes after your marriage your family is the most important relationship that you'll have the side of heaven so don't overlook it time is short don't miss the moment if you blink your kids are gone that's just the reality uh, we've got six years left with addison and 10 years left with Kason, and, mm. and and they're gone so uh, we're trying to do all we can to not miss the moment guide them like little what are they little geese i don't even know what they are <laughs> baby geese guide them on their journey to make sure they don't get hit by cars that's 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 our goal guide them along the way so they can become adults and uh you know be world changers out in the, in the big world that we live in uh thank you so much we will catch you next week every tuesday we drop a new episode and uh, this week in your family as you create that culture be different be different